It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. That's right, your team every day. That's what we do right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. You can also check us out on Spotify, Stitcher, Odyssey, Google Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts from. And make sure to follow me on Twitter, at Julian Council, where every Friday, Throughout the offseason, throughout training camp, preseason, what we're in right now, I'll be answering your Friday mailbag questions, or weekly Friday mailbag we do here on Locked on Panthers. Go ahead and follow me on Twitter. Tweet at me at Julian Council. You can DM me. DMs are open, and I'll answer your questions tomorrow. So go ahead and get those questions in as you're listening to the show. The Carolina Panthers are back down in Sparkle City in Spartanburg, South Carolina, on the campus of Wofford College for training camp ahead of the 2021 season. We'll get into day one of what happened. Matt Rule, Robbie Anderson, Brian Burns all spoke to the media. We'll hear from them today on the show. Also, going back to on Tuesday when the Panthers arrived, Scott Fitterer mentioned that the Panthers are talking to two or three players about potentially doing an extension. As we know, not too long ago, the Panthers extended Taylor Moten. Is there someone on the roster right now who should be extended for the Carolina Panthers. So we'll get into that conversation and then also look at all the things going on. The Panthers announced joint practice with the Ravens. Those dates are out. Also some other news and notes going on in Carolina Panthers training camp. That's what we're going to get onto right now here on the Locked On Panthers podcast. So first off, let's start off with day one of training camp down in Spartanburg. The Carolina Panthers just trying to... Find some continuity, do some installations offensively, defensively, and figure out what they have. Matt Rule feels like his team is in great shape, which is awesome. Training camp's no longer like it was back in the 80s where you show up out of shape and you get back in shape there. Guys have to work out all season long and all, well, not even just all season, all off season long and during the last six weeks to make sure they're ready to go. And that apparently has been the case for the Carolina Panthers. Now, obviously, the big conversation for Carolina and for everyone outside of Carolina is how Sam Darnold's going to perform. And Matt Rule laid out the expectations for Sam Darnold as it pertains to leadership heading into this season. Yeah, and, and I'll be honest with you, I, I, what I've said to Sam, Sam Sam's just got to, I mean, Sam's 23 years old. He, he just has to worry about playing quarterback right now. We got great leaders. We got Christian McCaffrey. We got Matt Paradis. We got, you know, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, Dan Arnold. We got all these veteran guys that have played a lot on defense. You know, we got Shaq Thompson, A.J. Boye, uh, you know, Daquan, Morgan Fox, guys who've been there. Um, what I'm really looking for from Sam right now is to be the first guy in the building and the last guy to leave. Just I want him to just absolutely grind and outwork the competition. And I want P.J. and Will to do the same thing. And so if our quarterbacks work at that level, it's a lot more important to me than words. You know, if they if they're spending so much time on the tape that they walk on the practice field every day and they know what to do, um, the more you're around all the great quarterbacks, you know, or the more you hear about them, 
um, their level of preparation sets the tone way beyond anything else. And so I think Sam looked like a guy that was very, very, very well prepared today. Uh, and that's to me is how he's going to, how he's going to lead this team. And that's the thing. And that's the argument that a lot of people have made about why the Carolina Panthers brought Sam Darnold here to Charlotte. There's plenty on this roster where you don't have to ask Sam Darnold to go out there and be Superman. You can ask him just to be a guy to make plays, make the right decisions, be smart with the football, and things can work out here for him in Carolina in 2021 and in potentially beyond. He doesn't have to be the leader day one. What he needs to focus on, like Matt Rule said, is just learning the offense, getting continuity with wide receivers, and you can like guys like Shaq Thompson and Christian McCaffrey, and he even mentioned Dan Arnold, which I thought was interesting, let those guys take over a leadership role. Then in due time, Sam Darnold will become a leader here on the Panthers' offense if he does all the right things. First guy in, last guy out, and you saw apparently on uh, Wednesday morning, he spent, I think, what, a couple hours afterwards still throwing to Robbie Anderson. Of course, his teammate back in New York, who we had a great rapport there with the Jets before the Jets did not re-sign him, and Anderson came down here to Carolina last season and had a career year. And Robbie Anderson talked about Darnold's leadership now in Carolina and also just the changes he's seen in him since the last time they played up in New York with the Jets. Um, Sam's gonna he's gonna lead with his actions, you know. He's gonna lead with his voice, but he's definitely gonna lead with his actions, and he's gonna work. You know what I'm saying? He keeps like a head down, keep grinding mentality. How's he different than he was when you were last with him? Uh, I mean, I think he's more mature. You know, I think he's just in a new environment. You know, that makes a big difference too. Yeah, so we can't hide and run away from it. Everyone knows the season is absolutely gonna be focused on whether Darnold develops into the quarterback of the future for the Carolina Panthers. Their decision to trade for him weeks before the draft and then to get to draft night and sit there at eight and have Justin Fields and Mac Jones both on the full, on the board and deciding that they didn't want either one of those quarterbacks, which the Panthers basically gave you the inclination weeks before when they traded for Donald that they weren't interested in any of the available quarterbacks in the NFL draft that weren't Trevor Lawrence or Zach Wilson. And they made their decision and this is their decision. And it's going to be what everyone's going to focus on throughout the season, but give it time. And it's one of those things where... I know it's going to happen throughout training camp and the preseason. Every single snap that Sam Darnold has is, is going to be dissected. We're going to try and turn it into a referendum on whether the Panthers made the right decision or not. I just ask people to take a deep breath and wait to see how things play out once we get into the season. I'm not even saying week one or week two against the Jets and the Saints or week three against the Houston Texans. Like, wait for halfway the season to go through. It's longer than that because I remember back in October seeing headlines about you know, Teddy Bridgewater being the right guy for the Carolina Panthers, then getting December and saying Teddy Bridgewater running out of time, and in the next week, the Carolina Panthers need to find a new quarterback. I'm not saying that a ton of people thought Teddy Bridgewater was ever going to be the starting quarterback long-term here in Carolina. All I'm saying is, let's give it time. Let's not freak out if things happen with Sam Darnold early on in the season where he performs well or poorly, and then you make up your decision right then and there. I, again, don't have a ton of confidence in him heading into the year just based off what we've seen in New York. But I'm going to allow him to at least show us what he can do here in Carolina in this offense with these weapons around him in a much better situation, as Robbie Anderson alluded to here in Carolina. And speaking of Sam Darnold, we talked about yesterday, we're not going to have any more conversations about the vaccine, but he was wearing a red wristband, which means that he's in the process of being vaccinated. He's not fully vaccinated. And according to all the Panther sources and according to league sources, come July 30th, which is Friday, he will be two weeks removed from his second shot, meaning he's fully vaccinated, and we will no longer have to worry about whether Sam Darnold is vaccinated from COVID or not. And again, as I said yesterday, looking at 
the guys out there who didn't answer the question, that being Christian McCaffrey and Shaq Thompson not wearing masks around the media, the Carolina Panthers PR is not going to allow these guys to blatantly break NFL protocol and put them in front of the media without a mask on. So clearly, they are vaccinated. Carson Wentz, up in the Indianapolis Colts, was wearing a mask today with the media. That tells you everything you need to know about that situation there. And it's not a problem right now for the Carolina Panthers, but they will see the Colts here shortly coming up in the preseason where they do have joint practices with them. All right, but one thing that the Panthers should be looking at, though, is potentially extending some other players that are currently on the roster. There's one player who talked to uh, to the media on Wednesday who I think the Carolina Panthers absolutely should be looking at potentially doing an extension for. He's also someone I'm not quite sure will be back in Carolina in 2022 based off of the decisions that they made back in the draft a couple months ago. So we'll get into that in just a moment. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselvers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find a solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box to know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Taylor Moten said on Tuesday that it was a no-brainer for him to re-sign here in Carolina considering his family being down here, him and just brought property, and liking the culture that the Carolina Panthers are building here under second-year head coach Matt Rule. Scott Fitter, Panthers general manager, also said these are the kind of guys that you want to have. You see across the NFL all the drama that went on this summer in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers, who was very transparent. On Wednesday afternoon when talking to the media about the situation down there in Green Bay. And honestly, something I respect that he actually gave us transparency of why he was upset with the Packers. But you saw there's questions of whether he would show up. Sean Watson has said that he wants to trade out of Houston. He did show up to training camp. He was practicing on Wednesday. But it's still an issue. You can even stay in Green Bay and talk about Devontae Adams. Wanted to be paid as the top wide receiver in the league. And I can understand that after being first team all pro. There's controversy there. Xavier Howard down in Miami. With the Dolphins, had 10 picks last season, and he's not happy with his contract. So he has fired his agent, has a new agent, things haven't worked out, he feels disrespected, he wants out. Chandler Jones, out in Arizona, he wants out. But Taylor Moulton, who happily signed a franchise tag, was fine to play on it, knew eventually things would work out, showed up to OTAs that were voluntary, showed up to mandatory minicamp, and at the final hour, final minutes, eight minutes prior 
to the deadline, got a deal done with Carolina Panthers. That's going to pay him $85 million over the next five seasons as their starting right tackle and potentially could slip shift over to left tackle if that's the Carolina Panthers want to do. But Scott Fitter pointed out how that's the kind of guy that you want here in Carolina. That's the kind of guy you want to pay. The guy who still shows up to voluntary stuff, doesn't make a big stink out of it, even though I am pro player and I understand some of these guys want to get paid. But certainly... There's better ways to go about it, as we've seen. Devontae Adams up in Green Bay said as much that I'm not going to be a baby and cry about it. I'm not I'm not broke. I still have money. I just want to be paid as much as I think I'm worth. And I absolutely can respect that. I think a lot of people out there, whatever job you have, and he pointed that out as well, whatever job you have, you want to be paid what you think you're worth. And I under I 100% agree with that. But then again, this is a salary cap league, and you can only pay guys so much money as is. And the Carolina Panthers are in a good position. In terms of the salary cap, they entered camp with $24.5 million, the third highest total in the league, according to the NFLPA database. And Scott Fitter talked about potentially having the kind of capital to extend some guys who are currently on the roster, saying on Tuesday, I know we have two or three players that we're talking to. That's going to lead us to where we are at cap-wise. And Robbie Anderson is one of those guys that potentially could be getting extension here maybe in the weeks to come. Scott Fitter never said that he is against doing contracts in season. Former GM Dave Gettleman, now up in New York, the Giants, would not do any contracts once the middle of the season began, or the season began, period. And Scott Fitter has not said either way whether he would do that or not. He's going to do it on a case-by-case basis, which just shows you that the guy really knows what he's doing and just having a hardline stance, not necessarily always the most beneficial thing for the team. And we'll see how things play out. Robbie Anderson actually spoke to the media on Wednesday about his contract situation. Now, you know, things like that, I, I think I like to keep my business confidential, and I know it's going to work itself out in due time. So now I just grind and put in work and let that stuff take care of itself. And what he said there, remaining private about it, that's completely fine. A lot of it's kind of what Taylor Moten said. He's, I'm going to let it play out and let it work itself out. If Rob Anderson has another career season like he had last year in Carolina with Teddy Bridgewater's quarterback, he does that with Sam Darnold. He's going to get paid, whether it's here in Carolina or elsewhere. Now, the Carolina Panthers, they can look at their wide receiver situation that they have right now, where you know DJ Moore, he's going to, they already picked the fifth-year option back in May. Next year, going to be entering into his fifth year as a Panther. They're probably going to want to do something in terms of that contract uh, sooner rather than later. Because as we look here in Carolina, we, I, and we didn't talk too much about it with the Taylor Moulton situation had the Panthers last year when Marty Herney was still the general manager and Matt Rule was taking over as head coach, had they just gone and extended him then, they probably would not be in a situation where they're paying him as much money as he's getting. Now, Taylor Roden absolutely is worth the money that he's getting paid. It, it might, especially now that tackles, you're really not going to discern whether it's a right or left tackle. Like, he can play either side. He's naturally more of a right tackle, and I think that's probably where he's going to stay at. And it makes more the most sense because if he was a left tackle – why hasn't he played left tackle, whether it was on the previous coaching staff or this coaching staff? So it doesn't matter. You have edge rushers coming from every from every, every end. You got Brian Burns coming from the left side. You got Brian Burns coming from the right side. We could have Hassan Reddick on either side. You have those kind of guys you got to worry about. Look at Arizona later on in the season. You have J.J. Watt and Chandler Jones coming from opposite sides. You need to have good tackles regardless of whether they're on the left side or the right side. But either way, the Carolina Panthers, had they gotten the situation uh, with the contract figured out last season, they probably aren't paying him the kind of money that they're paying him right now. 
And I'm happy for Taylor Bowden that he got the most money because he absolutely deserved it considering the situation when you look at across the rest of the offensive line with the Carolina Panthers not having a ton of guys that they really know are going to be the right fit long-term. Now, guys that they hope, certainly like a Brady Christensen, can work out long-term, but not necessarily guys that you are 100% sure will be even on the roster next year, and that's including Cam Irving and Pat Elfline, the two top priorities, I guess, in the start of free agency when they sign them to the offensive line. But there's not really anyone, I would say, on this roster who's in an immediate need of a new contract based on how they perform in Carolina. DJ Moore's going to get paid. I would say probably this offseason would make the most sense to get rid of the paid DJ Moore. Now, they could go ahead and do it now. I'm sure he's one of those two or three players that Scott Fitterer mentioned that they are talking to about getting a contract done. And the sooner you get it, the better you can figure out your cap. And getting the Moten deal, open up some caps with the Carolina Panthers this season. Um, you also look at Brian Burns. He's going to have his fifth-year option next May, obviously picked up. I can't imagine a situation where that doesn't happen unless he has, unfortunately, some catastrophic injury. But I hopefully, obviously, knock on wood, that doesn't happen. Brian Burns will absolutely be one of those guys who gets his fifth-year option picked up and eventually, probably not right away, but they will eventually, probably in the offseason after the 2022 season, go ahead and try to get a deal done instead of waiting longer. Robbie Anderson, love the guys entering contract year. Like Dante Jackson... He's someone who I think has a chance to really have a breakout year this year if he's healthy. And having A.J. Boye there and also having uh, J.C. Horn is going to allow him not to have so much pressure as being the top corner here in Carolina. And they might not even have a number one corner. They're just going to have three guys who they hope can be really solid for them this season, which every team in the NFL really needs nowadays. But I can't say that Dante Jackson, at this point in time, has earned an extension. Hassan Reddick hasn't done enough here, obviously, in Carolina because he has yet to play a snap for the Panthers to earn an extension. If there's anyone right now immediately who could try and make an argument who deserves an extension, now that Taylor Moten's done, would be Robbie Anderson, based off of what he did last season. The Carolina Panthers certainly are going to keep DJ Moore for the long term. McCaffrey's already locked up. You look at those two guys as you're probably your top receiving threats, but in terms of wide receiver, the philosophy I have is that you only pay two wide receivers. And Terrace Marshall has a long way to go before he's ever going to get paid. If he ever does get paid here in Carolina, he's got year one this year. And we'll see how the knee holds up and how he is physically. But then he has three years afterwards. And really, you got three seasons. You got this year, you got next year, and the year after before even need to have any conversations about whether Terrace Marshall needs to get an extension. You can also, of course, with the way this uh, the uh, the CBA is worked out, you can always franchise tag him after his fourth season, need be. But we're a long way away from that. So there's really not a lot of concern about whether you can pay Rob Anderson along when Christian McCaffrey, who's really a running back, but also an overall offensive weapon, and alongside DJ Moore, who's yet to get paid. So if anything, go ahead and get Robbie Anderson done now, because you pay him now and you give him the kind of money that he likes, then you don't have to worry about getting in a potential bidding war towards the end of this upcoming season. I've also said before that I believe that Terrace Marshall shows you enough this season that the Carolina Panthers might think that, hey, we have something in him as our number three receiving option, and also as our number two wide receiver. You also add in Dan Arnold. If you can add what the Carolina Panthers are hoping you can add in the passing game as a tight end, then it might not make it all that necessary for them to absolutely sign Robbie Anderson, no questions asked coming up. I would love to see Robbie Anderson here in Carolina. I think it actually would make you feel pretty comfortable about the receiving situation here for the next couple seasons. It will be his last chance probably to get paid Big-time money, two years, $20 million is what he got here in Carolina. And obviously, for us, that's a lot of money, and he's, he should be fine as long as he manages it well. 
But in terms of trying to get big bucks and really get that, maybe let's say what Curtis Samuel kind of got going to Washington, to try and get that kind of contract three years, was $42 million, whatever it was, Curtis signed in Washington. This would be the opportunity for him to do it here in Carolina. If the Carolina Panthers go ahead and get the deal done now. So in the interest of potentially avoiding another Taylor Moten situation and being in some sort of bidding war with the rest of the league, the Carolina Panthers, if they feel like Robbie Anderson is the guy that they want to stick around with in this offense and someone who also already has continuity, Sam Darnold, go ahead and get this deal done now, opposed to waiting to the middle of the season or after the season, but really until waiting after the season when it comes to Robbie Anderson's contract situation here in Carolina. Now, Brian Burns, of course, mentioned him as someone who eventually will be paid big-time money here in Carolina at the current trajectory he's on. He he spoke to the media also on Wednesday talking about the influx of talent on the defense. We'll get into that and also some news and notes going on at Carolina Panthers training camp. Some new additions and also some guys going on a list that we don't want to see anyone go on. So we'll get into that in just a moment. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB and your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I think I speak for pretty much the majority of Panthers Nation when I say that we're all pretty excited to watch Brian Burns get after it. This upcoming season in Carolina, he's added more weight. He's got that juice. He's excited to see what's going on here with his defense and all the new additions. And he spoke to the media on Wednesday and talked about the influx of talent defensively and what this Panthers defense could be in 2021. Yeah, we're super young. Uh, a lot of energy, a lot of high-level guys. Um, I feel like they really took a big jump at the end of the year last year, and I feel like we could just keep building on that, and now our leaders are stepping into their roles. But now that we have all this this talent and this this these young guys basically this is a young defense so I feel like it's a lot of energy a lot of a lot of juice so yeah that's all I can say I they have such a great opportunity to be so good man they have such an opportunity to be fantastic just pick your poison Burns Reddick Gross Matos Derek Brown Daquan Jones in the middle Morgan Fox who had a fantastic season with the attention being drawn away from him with Aaron Donald, or at least attention being focused on Aaron Donald there uh, with the Rams in L.A. But six sacks, the guy was fantastic. Marquise Haynes had four sacks last season. We haven't talked about him at all. Christian Miller coming back. Hopefully he can make the roster. What kind of addition he could be. When you just look at those edge rushers and those guys right at the front of that defense, I am just so excited to see 
what this Panthers defense can look like in 2021. I've said it before. They have the potential to be a top 10 defense. I'm not quite sure they're going to get there right away. But towards the end of the season, especially when you get to the last four weeks, when you got Buffalo, Tampa Bay twice, and New Orleans, and we'll see what the Saints look like by that time in the season, you're going to really want this defense playing at a high level. And if they're healthy and they're playing at a high level and Phil Snow is able to implement the kind of scheme that he wants to, especially playing that man coverage, more that they couldn't do last year. But having those three corners and Jackson and uh, Boye and um, Horn this year can allow them to do that. And also get some pressure because they did not blitz a lot at all last season. They were one of the teams that blitzed the fewest in the National Football League. They got way too many horses coming off the edge and on that defensive line for the Panthers to not blitz this season. So we really need a secondary to look good to allow guys like Brian Burns and Hassan Reddick and everyone else um, up there on that defensive line front to get after it in 2021. So I'm excited to see what this defense looks like. Uh, A few news and notes for the Carolina Panthers following day one down in Spartanburg with training camp. uh, Tight end Steven Solomon, he he, and also safety Leno Hill, who's already – on the active pup list with a foot injury have both been added to the COVID list. Matt Rule actually talked about how this is going to be something that we're going to have to deal with all season long. He does not want it to be a distraction in terms of the conversation of who and who has not been vaccinated. Guys have already made their decisions or are still making decisions, but he does not want it to be a distraction. But he did say that this is continuing to be an issue with the new Delta variant that's out there and still infecting people, even folks that have been vaccinated. So two guys right there added to the list. Frankie Louvu, the outside linebacker, another guy who could be an edge rusher the Carolina Panthers could be looking at creating some havoc this year. He's also on the COVID list. So three guys now currently on that list, hoping to not see that grow as there's other guys out there in the league like Deshaun, uh, not Deshaun Watson, but um, like Lamar Jackson, rather, who has tested positive for COVID. Frank Reich, the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts, also who someone vaccinated, tested positive for COVID. It's going to be something that's going to be in the headlines all year long in the National Football League and hopefully for the Carolina Panthers. like Much like last season, it won't be something that really affects this team. Uh, the Panthers also, they said there's, the roster situation is going to be fluid. Scott Fitterer said that. Matt Rule said that they're going to continue to bring guys in and out every single day and try and find the whatever competition that they can and try and add whoever they can to the roster. Now, the Panthers signed one of the two wideouts that they worked out after practice. Krishan Hogan, who played at Marion, which is an NAIA school out of Indianapolis. He's bounced around the league. He only has one career reception, which was a four-yarder for the New Orleans Saints back in 2019. Uh, he's a camp body, folks. I, that guy's not making the roster unless he just goes nuts on special teams. Uh, I, I can't imagine that he's going to be someone who really plays a role uh, with the Carolina Panthers at wide receiver, but there's that. The Carolina Panthers are going to be working guys out seemingly every day after practice, and some of them are going to have an opportunity to uh, be a part of the 90 and then maybe stick around, get some tape, and allow other teams also to look at them as well. Speaking of other teams, they're going to get a look at some Panthers uh, in the next coming weeks. The Panthers, of course, have joint practices with the Indianapolis Colts up in Indy, but they'll have them down in Wofford also with the Baltimore Ravens, as I just mentioned, with Lamar Jackson, who just tested positive for COVID. Uh, they're going to have their joint practices with the Ravens on August 18th and 19th in the morning, I think 8.30 a.m. So if you want to go out there to Wofford to go check that out, go ahead and do so. And one final thing, Christian McCaffrey. He uh, topped the Madden rating for running backs. We had the conversation two weeks ago at ESPN, and a bunch of, who polled a bunch of GMs and coaches. They said that McCaffrey is the fifth best running back entering the season this year, uh, behind Derrick Henry, Alvin Kamara, 
Nick Chubb, and Dalvin Cook. Well, Madden, it's a video game, but the Madden ratings is something that people always care about. He uh, rated 97 overall, right above Derrick Henry's at 96. McCaffrey, who's been in the 99 club before on Madden, is the top-rated running back on Madden. And also a guy who I think is still the best running back in the National Football League, the most versatile player. Nick Chubb's fantastic, really good for the Cleveland Browns. Obviously, Alvin Kamara does a lot of the same things that McCaffrey does. I don't think he's as good in terms of just being a rushing back as uh, McCaffrey is. He's great out of the backfield, of course, Kamara. And Derrick Henry, dude, is unbelievable. El Tractorcito, as they call him. He is so freaking good, but he's not Christian McCaffrey. I think Christian McCaffrey is the best running back in the league. That's not a biased opinion. Of course, you know, it's a Panthers podcast, so what other opinion would I really have? But I honestly truly believe that. There's only two guys. You can have the conversation about who are the top two backs in the National Football League. That's McCaffrey, and that's Derrick Henry, especially after what they've done over the last couple seasons. And we saw last season just how vital Christian McCaffrey is to this team, particularly this offense, when he missed 13 of 16 games. So here's the hoping that he can get that Madden grade up to 99 next season because he's healthy for all 17 games and having yet another Another huge season for the Carolina Panthers. All right, that wraps up another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to rate, review, subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. Also, check us out on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Odyssey, and wherever you get your podcasts from. Follow me right now on Twitter at Julian Council, where you need to DM me or at me your weekly Friday mailbag questions. Next episode, that's right, tomorrow be answering all your questions that you have as it pertains to the Carolina Panthers. Of course, I will still break down what happened in day two of training camp for the Carolina Panthers, but primarily want to focus on what questions you guys have for your Carolina Panthers, something we're going to do throughout training camp and throughout the preseason on Fridays. Then once we get an end season, we might probably change the day of it, but I don't know yet. So just go ahead, send your questions again at Julian Council on Twitter. Thanks as always for the support, y'all, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.